At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Bet Center rolling along on, uh, well, now technically Sunday on the East Coast. We're still on Saturday here in Vegas. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Adam Burke. Now the real fun begins. Uh, we, we've, been, uh, we've been keeping up with UCLA and Arizona State. Uh, UCLA has just taken the lead back. A Juzang with a bucket at 62-60. I am definitely losing by a hook on the second half number. <laughs> I'm not even not even for debate. This is landing UCLA by four. But I did take in uh, in fun chase mode action. Did take UCLA plus 250 in game uh, to win outright. So uh, did uh, they just foul three point shooter? I think I all of a sudden there has been a foul every trip down the floor in this game. There had there were like no fouls in the first half, and now everything's a foul. Uh Ref showing two fingers. All right, you know what? Overtime overtime here actually is a good thing for me. Are you tripling down at overtime? No, eh. Okay. <laughs> I was just asking. Well, we, need, the, we need Ortega. The, Ortega here, can visualize the final score and here, tell us here, what to do. Here, here's the problem. If this game goes overtime, UCLA's probably, what, live? Two and a half if this game goes overtime? I would say so, yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, I could I could end up if I really wanted to. I could end up middling myself multiple ways if I wanted to have really, really uh, end up in a disaster here, Adam. You could, you could. I would advise against it. But you could. <laughs> I would, I would advise against middling middling myself as well. Um, well there you go. All right, uh, let's get back. Uh, let's get to some more generic props here uh, for for the big game. Uh, we're now uh, well, it's technically uh, a week from game day on the East Coast now. Not in the site of the Super Bowl, of course, Inglewood, California. Uh, let's just look at passing yards here. Let's, let's let's go basics. The two quarterbacks, Stafford and Burrow. Of course, we discussed earlier, if you're betting the MVP market, those are the only two guys to bet because the chances of either team winning without the quarterback being the MVP are really limited uh, in this game. Uh, DraftKings numbers on your screen. Uh, we'll start with passing yards, uh, Adam. 279 and a half for Stafford, 275 and a half for Burrow. They're flat on each side over and under. Very difficult market. And also, too, I would say this. You have to really, in order to bet any of these props, you have to figure out what your game flow is before firing on any of these. If you think this game is close, it's hard to bet either of these guys over, at least at least in my thinking. If you think it's a route one way or the other, you're more inclined to get the over on the team, on the quarterback that is getting routed. Assuming that it's a higher scoring route there, Adam. 
Right. No, that's a really excellent point. Game state matters quite a bit when you talk about betting really any of these player props, trying to figure out what the score will be in the second half, what kind of the offensive philosophies may end up being if the game plays out that way. And again, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of Super Bowls have had slow starts. So, you know, does this game become a shootout? Maybe, maybe not. I'd lean probably more towards maybe not, especially with the money that we've seen on the under here so far. But, you know, I think it's really interesting that both of these guys are 36 and a half pass attempts at DraftKings. And we have seen, and we talked about this earlier, that Joe Burrow under pass attempts seems to be a relatively sharp play out there for mm-hmm. some people. So I'm trying to figure out why that may be. Because, look, if Cincinnati is trailing, as this line suggests, then Burrow's going to be throwing, right? So does somebody out there think that Cincinnati will be ahead and maybe will be using Joe Mixon? Or is this a commentary on the Rams' pass rush against the Bengals' offensive line, taking away pass attempts for Joe Burrow because when he drops back, he's going to get sacked? So you start thinking about some of these correlations and some of these connections that you can possibly make here. But as far as the passing yards prop goes, I'm leaning towards the over in the game. So I kind of like both of these guys over a little bit because the Rams have been very ineffective, very inefficient running the football, and they've kind of put it on Stafford's shoulders a little bit more uh, you know, especially early on in games, especially in the first half. So maybe Stafford kind of you know, gets off to a really good start here, gives you a good portion of this number in the first half. And for Burrow, I look, I mean, the guy has faced pressure all year long, and he's done really well in the face of it. Like, I don't think the Bengals can win this game running the football. Like you mentioned, if Mixon has 20 carries here, either they did something very surprising and won the game comfortably, or they had a, probably a bad game plan. So I kind of lean towards the over with both of these guys, but I don't know if I'll play either one of them. Yeah, uh, by the way, uh, if you caught the last uh, uh, second there, uh, pumping my fist, I got overtime. You got overtime. Which is exactly what I want. You're live again. We're live on both of them. So uh, uh, do we triple down? (laughs) I don't know. You're having a great day. I mean, what what else can go wrong, right? Talk to me in 10 minutes when Arizona State wins a game by 10. Uh, by the way, there is right now at DraftKings, there is no spread. It's UCLA minus 165, Arizona State plus 135 uh, on that one. Uh, boy, what a what a fun end to this day this is going to be there in Tempe. By the way, if UCLA loses a game, what a, what a dreadful loss this would mm-hmm. be against an Arizona State team that is legitimately terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and we've seen some legitimately bad losses today in college basketball too. Some very lopsided margins of victory. So, you know, again, I mean, these things happen over the course of, you know, 32, 33 regular season games. You're asking 18 to 22-year-olds to be, you know, at the top of their game day in and day out. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, that maybe today is just one of those days in college hoops. By the way, I'm not entirely sure what Arizona State was trying to accomplish with six seconds because they actually had plenty of time to get better than a 35-footer. <laughs> That's very true. Which is really uh, par for the course for what Arizona State has done in this game. Uh, in this one, uh, back to the uh, back to the uh, the quarterback props there for a second, because uh, the touchdown the touchdown props and the interception props also too, which I don't believe are on that uh, on that screen. You are paying some juice if you want overs on touchdowns in this game for both passers. And Adam, uh, here here's what I'll ask you here, because both guys are at one and a half juiced heavy on Stafford over minus 225, one and a half passing touchdowns. Burroughs minus 160, which is still reasonably sized juice. Uh, you have the same thing on the interceptions, minus 150 on the over a half for Stafford and over a half minus 130 for Burrow. How do you handle props like these that are significant juice 
like uh, like this, like again, once you get to two and a half, it's a little bit tougher to go over for these guys. Same deal with one and a half on the picks. Right. I mean, look, I in a perfect world they go to two and just deal with the possibility of a push, but that's just not how a lot of places are going to book something like this here in twenty twenty two. So look, I mean I think it's really interesting because, as you said, both of them lined at one and a half, both of them juiced to the over. We have seen what we presume to be sharper money on the under. Now, I don't know if that's a true position or not, if they're just kind of massaging the number with two weeks prior to the game. But, I mean, look, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all that both of these guys throw at least two touchdown passes. You know, I would say Burrow at minus 160 with that lower juice. And, again, with the idea that the Bengals have gotten a little bit more pass-heavy as the season has gone along, that's the one that makes a little bit more sense to me. But at the same time, like I said, I mean, the Rams have been using Stafford a lot more, particularly early in games. They did it a lot against Tampa Bay. They jumped out to that big early lead against Arizona by throwing the football. Maybe it's kind of a shift in philosophy here for McVay where he sees that his running game is just not efficient at all. I mean, look, I would say both of them probably to go over one and a half, but that juice is kind of a little bit prohibitive, particularly on the Stafford one. Well, this is the one advantage I will say for being here as opposed to the newer jurisdictions, a lot of the books here are willing to allow for pushes mm-hmm. on these props. The newer style books in the newer jurisdictions, you've almost never, if ever, period, it probably is never, you'll never see a non-half number. It's just the way the way it breaks down on the new, in the newer jurisdictions for whatever reason. But at least out here, you're going to see twos. Like, you, you already see some twos on Stafford's passing total passing touchdown uh, prop in, in some books out here, Adam. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. I mean, you know, also, too, there it's just it's a challenging thing to write a ton of action on something and then wind up, you know, you, you pay the under and you push everything else. You know, that's a really challenging spot for the books if, you know, somebody throws one touchdown pass or throws two touchdown passes, you know, you wind up just refunding everything. It, it's a very challenging spot for the books to be in. But, you know, hey, I mean, you, you look at this thing for from a Stafford standpoint, is minus 220 that big of an ask? I don't know. That's up to your own personal bankroll because as we talked about already, people like to bet a little to win a lot. They don't like the idea of putting, you know, 220 to win 100 on Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdowns. You know, so it's just, it's something that you kind of have to weigh from your personal bankroll standpoint and if you're willing to do something like that. No, I just, I wouldn't do it personally. That's too much juice. I agree. Especially when, you're dealing with a defense that is adjusted so well in games. It's that's, just that's very, it's very tough to lay juice on. Honestly, I'd be looking more, I'd be more inclined to look at first half props. There are some books that offer that. If you're looking at Matthew Stafford props for, uh, for Cincinnati's side, I don't know, Bur- it's tough on the Bur- on Burroughs end uh, with just how bad that offensive line have been. Burrow hasn't thrown multiple touchdowns in this postseason in any games. That's a fair point, and, and as you said, you know, Cincinnati's a team that's been negative in yards per play differential throughout the playoffs, and yet here they are. So, you know, you also kind of wonder if that's something that catches up with them here while the lights are the brightest and the stage is the biggest. And it's an excellent point you made, too, about, you know, look, there are so many options here, right? You can oh, yeah. look for, you know, over touchdown passes in the first half. You can play the first half over. You can do a lot of different things that, you know, sort of align with a bet that you don't want to make because of the juice or something like that. And you can find a more creative way to go about doing it. No, a hundred percent. There are, there are, again, there are hundreds of ways to bet this game. 
maybe even thousands in some places. But look, it's uh, it's an interesting week to figure out what that land on. And uh, Adam, I will say this. I was lighter last year than I was the year before. I have a feeling I'm going to come in between. Because the in the the chief 49ers Super Bowl, I ended up with, with 25 props, which is a lot. Mm. Uh, I, I hopefully will come uh, closer to last year's, which was around 10. Even though uh, the uh, the Chiefs converting a fourth down last year was my biggest bet. They did not convert it until the under five, min- five minutes to go in the game, which is not uh, not all that fun sweating that one out the whole way through. We're coming up next, we're going to continue on with props. We're going to look at wide receiver props next on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network? Do you have questions about betting the big game? Wondering how to hedge, or maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights for one of our hosts? VSN's Big Game Help Desk is live and here to help you. Submit your questions at slash Super Bowl. And it could be expert by our experts on air or at vsin.com. Adam Burke has already answered a bunch of them at vsin.com. It is vsin's bet center. I'm Jeff Parles. Adam Burke alongside. Uh, we're sweating UCLA and Arizona State 70 70 with 33 seconds left in overtime. Adam Burke, we are rooting for a second overtime now. Yeah, after that three point attempt, it looks like I took it. <laughs> that missed by about 15 feet wide of the rim, it looks so, like. So here's the other thing that's amazing with this. Arizona State, by the way, so the last two guys that Arizona State has put on, been sent to the line, one guy who's legitimately now 22 of 22 from the line in the year, and another guy who's shooting 90% from the free throw line. Adam Berg, what is Arizona State's free throw percentage this year as a team? 67.2%. They're three. They came in today, three hundredth in the nation against Division One opponents in free throw percentage. Do you realize how <laughs> awful the rest of the team is shooting free throws? Very. If bad. you have two guys who are legitimately shooting one hundred percent, and now after a miss, they're eighty nine percent from the line. Yeah, they. Have, it's unfathomable. They have three guys that are eighty. They have four guys that are eighty two percent or higher. The guy with the most free throw attempts is fifty two percent. Good. And then another guy's forty five percent. 
But they keep following the guys who can actually make them for you. Well, they did. Well, they you, did. So. There was a clip earlier that, uh, that, that that was on Twitter because it was a another of the many funny moments that Dave Pash and Bill Walton have on these broadcasts where Pash legitimately is pointing out that one of the guys is shooting 45% from the line that you just said. And uh, Wal- Walton was insinuating that it was a personal attack on the player. <laughs> that it was he's just shooting 45%. Naturally, the guy make, calmly makes both free throws <laughs> as a 45% free throw shooter. Um, he, he banked the second one. Banked in. the first one. <laughs> oh, banked the first one. Second one was nothing but net. Pure. First one. The bank one was supposed to be the miss in the, 50, in the 45%. College basketball is fun. <laughs> and what a fun sport to bet. Hey, hey, all I'll tell you, we're six weeks from the tournament. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what our on-air plans are yet. Uh, but last year, uh, Adam, uh, before you were you were with the network, uh, they had uh, myself, Greg Peterson, and Ben Wilson do the uh, the college hoops recap show, previewing every single day into the tournament. Where Greg Peterson, who, by the way, is coming up after us on a Greg Peterson experience, had the single best individual call in the history of the network, I would argue, of five minutes into our first preview show, calling Oral Roberts outright over Ohio State. Um, I really hope we do that show again. That was so much fun last year. By the way, Arizona State, out of the timeout, settles for just an absolutely horrendous shot. Uh, Three-quarter court heave is no good. We got to wait. Wait, why the clock stop? Did Arizona State foul the guy shooting an 80-footer? No, you see, like, all the time. I would have enjoyed that, actually. If Arizona State <laughs> fouled the guy shooting an 80-foot shot. I mean, that would be how you'd be 6-13 and 13 and 2-7 and seven in conference play. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I mean, well, actually, the last two shots on the final two possessions of, of regulation and uh, the second-to-last possession what? of overtime. What Not was great. that possession? I don't know. Are you at the whole shot clock? You call the timeout, and you're taking... You're taking a 27 contested footer. <laughs> what are we like again? They, they, this game has kind of proven just how why Arizona State is as bad as they are, and then UCLA is very lucky they're playing a horrible team. Right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's uh, this is this is Pac-12 after dark at its finest moments here. Hey, I'm okay with this game. You know what? Give us all the overtimes. Just get us to the end of the show. I mean, point. you at least need a second one. Oh, well, so. I, let's put it this way: <laughs> one that. and a half seconds. <clears throat> Way UCLA's offense has has maneuvered this overtime, they're either not even getting a shot off, or Arizona State's going to screw it up so badly that Cody Riley gets like an uncontested layup. Like there's no in between. I'm not sure what they're they're already reviewing they're, they're, the clock. They're reviewing the clock. Oh, yeah. Okay, I still I, I still would have preferred my scenario of Arizona State fouling the the guy <laughs> shooting, an 80 80, shooting an eighty footer at the horn. Uh, all right, Adam. Let's let's get let's dive back into these Super Bowl props, uh, wide receiver props. And we talked about this earlier on the show. Cooper Cup's receiving total is astronomically high. I can't remember seeing at least in a Super Bowl a receiver prop over a hundred. Can't remember it. And Cooper Cup is a one hundred two and a half at BetMGM. DraftKings is one hundred four and a half. There's another book that has one hundred five and a half right now. This is only going to go up, and. Look, I'll say this with Cooper Cup receiving yard totals. And by the way, the receptions are eight and a half, which is another astronomical number. Adam, does rooting for a Cooper Cup under receiving yards prop sound like a fun way to spend Super Bowl Sunday? Absolutely not. No. And and frankly, that's why, you know, so much money gets bet on the over of not only the game, but also all of these player props, because absolutely nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to sit there and like, Root for Cooper Cup to not get over 102 and a half yards. 
By the way, I think this is really interesting to point out here. Cooper Cup in the regular season over 17 games, average per game in, in receiving yards, 114.5. Okay. And then in his three playoff games, he had 61 against Arizona where they didn't have to throw the ball at all in the second half, 183 against Tampa Bay, 142 against San Francisco. So even though this line is up in triple digits at 104 and a half, it's still, what, 10 to 12 yards below his per game average this season. So, you know, I I hope I'm not leading anybody astray betting such a high number here, but it's also below his game average. So... That's kind of interesting to talk, kind of think about and talk about. You know, that's 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 interesting there because, again, this is there's a reason this number is astronomically high. And here's the other thing: I I, I wish there were more prevalent first half props mm-hmm. because the way Cincinnati has has been this postseason, if you're going to get them, you better get them early because of the way they've adjusted at halftime of these games. And would it shock me if Cooper Cup is like 85 yards? receiving at halftime and then in the second half all of a sudden you're sweating you're you're over wouldn't shock me the only problem is Cooper Cup is so darn good at this point that it may not matter how good the plan is from Cincinnati so I, I also by the way was he draw that assignment I guess right yeah I would think so yeah I, that's I, probably I, what I would do I think that I think, or so, some sort of bracket some kind of like drop eight you know yeah I, I'm not entirely sure what I would do like I I I think you almost have to do the scenario. Oh, the UCLA just threw it out of bounds. Are you kidding me? Put the ball, but the ball goes back to where where it was inbounded too. How, how is this even possible? Ball get deflected. No one touched it. That is so well done right there. Oh boy. <laughs> or now Arizona State gets. All right, what? Well, Maybe this end game scenario is a like a. Appetizer for the Super Bowl. What, the way that uh, these two coaches what, could bungle the end of so, that game. So, so here's my question for you: If UCLA just threw the ball out of bounds for no apparent reason, what ridiculousness is Arizona State about to do here? Fade away twenty-eight. All, oh, by the, the way, all, all Miles Johnson had to do there is if he just gets his fingertip on that, this game goes to the second overtime. Right. Or Arizona has to go ninety feet in under a second. Now they get they legitimately legitimately could get a real shot to win the game. What a horrible game this has been. <laughs> what was the total on this game? I would imagine overtime screwed that up if you had the under. I will let you know in a minute. Yeah. Or Ortega might beat me to it. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, oh boy, sorry, I had to interrupt that. That was just so <laughs> horrifically done by UCLA. It was bad. No, we had to do that. Uh, other other receiver props. Oh, we talked about T Higgins earlier in the show. T Higgins props over are the way that I would look at receivers in this game. We talked about it earlier. Um, the main object of the Rams defense is probably going to be slowing down Jamar Chase, even though you mentioned before, and it, it's really fascinating to see that T. Higgins played three less games because of injuries and was within striking distance on the amount of targets on Jamar Chase, who played every game or played 16 games. I guess he did technically play a quarter in that Brown game, but That's 16 games with Burrow uh, under center. That was, the, of course, the Brandon Allen special in that one, Adam. Yeah, 128 on the targets for Jamar Chase, 110 on the targets for T. Higgins. By the way, total 131.5 for this game. Uh, but, look, I mean, T. Higgins only had seven fewer receptions and played essentially two fewer games because, as you said, Chase only played for uh, a few minutes uh, in that last game. So, I mean, T. Higgins, is uh, he had more receptions per game with 5.3. He was about eight yards fewer. Uh, but, you know, T. Higgins is a guy that is a very popular target for Joe Burrow, and 
you know, look, I, I always, like I said earlier in the show, I try to look for the wide receiver two, the wide receiver three, just expecting the other team to do whatever they can to take away the number one guy. I think Higgins gets a ton of work and a ton of looks in this game. Yeah, I, I, you and I agree. You and I agree the whole way. I think there's going to be a ton of looks for Higgins. He's the guy that I want my overs on. And this, by the way, Arizona State actually got a pretty reasonable look in the corner, missed it. We got double overtime in Tempe. I think, I, 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 again, I'm just waiting for something bad to happen here in this game. But we're, fact, we're watching it. It's well, been bad. Well, so. the, fact that, the fact that we've actually gotten to the second overtime with the four and a half in game and the uh, big bloated money line price when things went really bad for UCLA to begin the second half is uh, is fun. By the way, the, the I will say, Adam, these post-Super Bowl bet centers that happen with random college basketball going are going to be very, very interesting. It'll be very much like the nightcap with Tim and Sean. We're sweating bets as we go along. We're looking. We're looking at a. We're looking at more props. We'll look at the running backs. That's next. Decent bet center. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. You know that VSN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It is vsin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke alongside. There's only one game still going in the continental United States in either college hoops or the NBA now. And it is UCLA and Arizona State, which we have mentioned way too much on the program. <laughs> but because it was the last bettable game on the board with the way that the lines broke out, uh, UCLA and Arizona State with two and a half minutes to go as uh, UCLA has the basketball and now has the lead with 240 to go at 74-72. Adam, I am... A, I mean, if UCLA can't cover the four and a half that I had, at least get home on the money line, they would cover the losses anyway of the other one. The other thing I would say also is I would also not mind as many overtimes as humanly possible here. Yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like both of these teams went to the Russell Westbrook School of, Sh- of Shot Selection in overtime. There have been just awful three-point attempts, bad offensive possessions at the end of, of the periods here. Uh, bad one at the end of the second half, bad one at the end of the first overtime. Two bad ones, really, at the end of regulation. Uh, it's It's been a rough watch, but hopefully your bets get there. By the way, uh, more important news, Jack Jumpers 43 United, or excuse me, 73 United uh, 70. Did we ever figure out what a Jack Jumper is? Yeah, Ortega told me in the, in the it, it's a, it, one it's more a, time. It, it's, an, it's an ant. It's an ant. Okay. So it's an insect. Okay. Okay, there we go. Uh, that, that's... That's exactly what we all expected there. <laughs> I would have taken my chances getting a cease and desist from Warner Brothers. I, uh, the Devils. I, Adam, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Or even just make it a, a Warner Brothers joint venture and just ask for le- the legitimate Tasmanian devil. Or you could be the ants. <laughs> or you could be the ants. Uh, to be fair, a jack jumper sounds like kind of a cool ant. I will say that. No, it sounds like, look, I, again, it sounds much better. Also, there's a... Second division Japanese basketball, and uh, one of the teams uh, that's winning right now is the Robots. Okay. Which is good. Uh, the Robots. 
uh, there in the uh, the League B in Japan for basketball. That's what's up uh, live on DraftKings, by the way. That's the only reason I'm bringing this up. By the way, UCLA uh, and Arizona State still tied 74 all. UCLA just missed. Four guys ended up on the floor and there was no foul. So, uh, look, uh, again, I'm just rooting for as many overtimes as possible now. Uh, it works for me, at least through the end of the show. Or like Greg, uh, Greg, uh, give Greg Peterson something to really go after uh, at the beginning of uh, his show as well, which is coming your way next. Uh, let's look at running back props here uh, for the big game. Uh, here's here's the deal, Adam. For these rushing props, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon's number 64 and a half. And we talked about this with the AFC title game, at least from carries. And this is another one to look at carries-wise as well. The more carries Joe Mixon has in this game, unless if Cincinnati is winning by blowout, which I don't think is in play here, you are looking at a very bad situation for the Bengals if Joe Mixon has too many carries. That means Zach Taylor went in too big of a shell. It nearly cost him in in Kansas City. If he does it again, it's not going to work this go-around against the Rams. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, to me, I look at these two teams, and I think both of them have to throw the football. So, you know, I don't really think we see a lot of Mixon as a rusher. I think that certainly what you could do and what I really kind of implore coaches to do more often, maybe they want Mixon back there as a little bit of help against the Blitz and try to give Burrow a little bit more of a chance. But I really love using those quick swing passes and screens and throws as an extension of the running game. So maybe that's something that Zach Taylor feels like he can do here you know, full knowing that this offensive line will have its hands full and will probably be overwhelmed and overmatched by that Rams pass rush. So if you get the ball out quick, whether it's to Mixon or Chase or Higgins or somebody else, you know, maybe that gives Burrow a little bit more of an opportunity. Plus, if they're sending guys, there are fewer guys back to eliminate the big plays. So for me, I always like to look in the Super Bowls at the receiving props for the running backs, just almost by default, because generally speaking, you get a couple of teams in the Super Bowl that have a good pass rush, or have great cover corners or something like that to where the running backs just have the opportunity to make catches and kind of use that as an extension of the run. No, a hundred percent. And again, these running back props as a whole, or really just rushing our props, I should say the interesting one that is Matthew Stafford, who basically never ran the ball in the regular season, but because in two of these playoff games, Stafford has been forced to move. Stafford's rushing total in these first three playoff games never got higher than one and a half. You're looking at almost almost three times that here. Excuse me, more than three times that with a five and a half. With that said, do we want to bet it under on a on a, on a uh, such a low rushing total? Even though, again, if you think the Rams are going to win, keep this in mind because of the disaster two years ago. If you had a Patrick Mahomes rushing ticket over. If a team's taking kneel downs at the end of the game, that's counting against you. So you have to keep that in mind if you're betting either Burrow or Stafford rushing totals. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Burrow against this pass rush, he may have to go out there and run around a little bit, but that's not really his MO. That's not at all what he wants to do. He wants to stand in there, absorb the hit, and get the ball out. So, you know, I would have to look under, honestly, on both of these quarterbacks, largely with Stafford because, as you said, and again, I keep harping on this, but I think it's a really important point if you're in the prop market, the Rams are favored by four and a half. The expectation is that they win this game, which means there's a pretty good chance that Stafford is taking knees at the end of the game. So I actually kind of like both of these guys under a little bit from a rushing standpoint. By the way, real quick point on the Mixon thing. Over his last five games, 29 targets in the passing game. 
So the Bengals are kind of already doing this, and it's not, it's not like it's been out of necessity. They've won all five of those games. They didn't really trail by a whole lot except for that, except for the two Kansas City games. But you know, I think they just sort of realize that you know using Mixon as a receiver is probably a better use of of their time and of their efforts, given that the offensive line requires Burrow to get the ball out quick. Now, look, you you and I are in agreement here. You and I are in agreement here. Uh, just the way this is, this goes for Cincinnati, the more rushing, the worse probably the the result is. Uh, Ram wise, I mean, we we just mentioned Stafford a little bit. Acres is tough as well. It just of all the like looking at the traditional props, just passing, rushing, receiving. Rushing is going to as this the game evolves, as we've talked about in the past. Just going to be harder and harder to really get a better grasp of rushing props, except for your big time running backs. Those are really the only guys you're going to be able to really solve this for. Or, of course, if you get an astronomically low number on a guy who you know is going to get utilized, that's when you can really hop in on these rushing props, not only just for this game, but taking it forward to the 2022 season. Right. And again, real quick on the mixing thing 34 targets in his first 14 games, 29 targets in the last five. So that's a big time shift and how he's being used with the Rams. You know, a lot was made of this on social media last week with a lot of the people that I follow kind of in the NFL analytics community and all of that. The Rams just keep running on first down and it keeps being very, very ineffective for them. And it makes me wonder, does Sean McVay make that adjustment? Is that something that he tries to do differently here? Maybe they throw on first down and try to run on second and short, second and medium, something like that. If he makes that adjustment, does that benefit Cam Akers? Does that benefit you know, Sony Michelle if he winds up being the guy who ends up getting the carries here? To me, I don't really expect to see Sean McVay make that adjustment. I think they still run on first down way more than they should. Uh, Akers, I could see him going over his rushing attempts, but I don't know how effective he'll be to go over that 62-and-a-half rushing yards number. No, I look, we're, we're, we're in agreement. We're in agreement. Uh, and also, too, Will Sean McVay ever actually take Akers out of the game if he turns it over? Which we, he did not do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, here we go in uh, Tempe, Adam. Final seconds of overtime number two. UCLA has it in a tie game. Uh, what what calamity are you about to get here? Oh, you the, fade the away 18-footer. No. 18-footer. Two seconds, one. Oh, Half-court heave. Hit the top <laughs> of the backboard. Got Three another overtime. overtime. Oh my goodness! How do you? How do these guys keep settling for these shots? By the way, we 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 said will Arizona State run out of gas? That second overtime was a hearty four to four. Ooh! <laughs> so what, a, what so. a barn burner! <laughs> and what? At least two of those points were at the free throw line, right? More than that? I think I think all of Arizona State's were free throws. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! What a horrible game! Triple overtime in the desert. See, and people get on me because I talk about, you know, betting MAAC college basketball or Big Sky or, you know, whack or something like that. The execution here in this game looks pretty low major-esque. Oh, it's just so bad. By the way, you can find better value in those lower conferences. Of Correct. Uh, as you know, uh, these these power conference number, numbers usually sharper mm-hmm. uh, just because there's uh, slightly more data on the Power 5 plus big teams. Slightly. Bit. Slightly more data on that. All right, when we come back, we'll uh, get a a few more to look at in the Super Bowl prop market. Also, too, see if Adam Burke or I have anything for tomorrow in the college basketball slate. 
That's coming up next. VEASAN's Bet Center. Rolling along for one more segment here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Getting ready to watch the big game? We want to make sure that VSN is part of your plan so on Championship Weekend, with we'll 56 hours of live free video coverage on vsin.com leading you up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. Amazing. Six. Sixth one for here for us here at VSIN. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join us here at VSIN, the betting experts before, during, and after the game, all live on vsin.com. It is VSIN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Adam Burke. Uh, UCLA is going to lose this game. I feel very confident in saying that at the moment. Two minutes into the third overtime, Arizona State has already doubled their point output from the second overtime, and they lead by four at 82 to 78. Oh, I thought Arizona State was about to take a 30-footer six seconds into the shot clock. Yeah, great time to heat check as a 6-13 and 13 team. <laughs> it's been such a calamity of a basketball game. Full breakdown of this game coming on the Greg Peterson experience next, by the way. Uh, Full breakdown of everything. College oh. basketball. Hey, look, uh, no, no. Greg is an is an encyclopedia. Do they make encyclopedias still? By the way, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> Ortega, you're on question. that too. Try to figure <laughs> that out. I think I believe it's called Wikipedia. I, I you may not be wrong there. Uh, I will say this though, Adam, because we've spent way too much time on this game because of the last one going. This would be just an absolutely horrific loss for UCLA. Damaging to the point where they got a legitimate shot at a two-line entering this week, and if things really went right, they could get a one. You're looking at falling two seed lines with a loss like this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's important to think about those things in terms of the futures market, you know, trying to project out sort of where these teams are. And obviously a lot of people doing the bracketology thing nowadays. But, yeah, I mean, from a futures standpoint for UCLA here, this could definitely be damaging to their chances if, you know, they wind up getting seated somewhere in that, you know, four range as you're kind of alluding to. Yeah, it just, uh, just, just a brutal, just a bad loss. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to slice it. 
Uh, they're going to have to come from six down with a minute 41 to go. Arizona State with a six-point lead. Uh, Hardy, six and 13. They've won one since Christmas. Not, not what you want if you're UCLA or, or me for that matter, but that's a different argument for a different day. All right, Adam, uh, we've uh, done a lot of Super Bowl props here uh, throughout the show. And look, uh, I, I think the biggest lesson here that we have, we, we have gone to today is it's okay if you don't get the best of it. Just don't bet the worst of it. And you also need to really figure out what your expected game flow is before making any of these bets. Oh, and also Adam doesn't like fun. That's the third thing we learned on this show today. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun tonight, so at least there's that. <laughs> Look, also, too, I think something that's really, really important here, especially if you're in you know, New York, maybe you haven't signed up everywhere yet, but a lot of sports books are going to be offering some pretty significant sign-up bonuses this week because they want to get you in there for the Super Bowl. So this is a really good week to try and leverage those sign-up bonuses, find the best offers that you possibly can, and then what you can do from that point forward, as Jeff and I have talked about already, is line shop. So that's something you can do here for the Super Bowl. You're going to get, you know, some pretty easily attainable sign-up bonuses here. Going, for, you know, will as long as either team scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, you know, you get X or amount of money. Or a team scores or, a touchdown in the Super right, Bowl. Right, exactly. So there's going to be a lot of these things out there, and what it will allow you to do is, you know, you make that first bet, make sure you lock in that bonus bet that you need to. But then also, since you've already deposited some money there, then you can line shop for the best numbers that are out there. And again, this is something that you want to get in the practice of across all sports all the time, but especially with these props. Don't lay minus 125 on a prop when you can find it for minus 115. Don't take you know, the Cooper Cup over 102 yards or 102 and a half. Don't take over 106 and a half because you don't have to if you have the ability to line shop. And that's a really, really important thing not just this weekend, not just this upcoming weekend, but across the board as a whole. Well, hey, look, it doesn't matter what jurisdiction you're in. You will have the ability to line shop, whether you're in Nevada, whether you're in Iowa, whether you're in New Jersey, whether you're in New York. It does not matter. You you will, you have so many, especially in the newer jurisdictions, we have outs here, not as many as the newer jurisdictions. There are so many outs, which if you're new to betting and are just popping on our show for the first time, outs is the amount of sports books uh, that, that you have the option to make bets at and in these newer jurisdictions. I mean, yeah, I, I can think of 15 alone and that I could place a bet in New Jersey right now if I wanted to. Right. And a lot of what a lot of people are going to do from here in Nevada is they're going to drive down to Arizona, mm -hmm. hit some of those books that are not available here in the state of Nevada. You know, the, a lot of the new operators that have come about through legalization and they're going to do this same thing, you know, and, and it's something that you can do as long as you're physically located in that state. When you place the bet, and you know, obviously when you sign up and all of that, as long as you're physically located in that state when you place the bet, it's completely legal. So you know, this week, you're going to get those sign-up bonus offers. You're going to get the chance to shop around for the best prop numbers. You're going to get the chance to shop around for not even just the best props, the best money line price. You know, the, the lowest juice you can find on the total. You know, there will be some books out there that may run a no vig promotion, a no juice promotion on the Super Bowl side, something like that. You know, there are going to be a lot of opportunities for you to have a diversified portfolio across multiple sports books where you're getting as many good numbers as you possibly can. And that's really the best way that you can set yourself up for success. Because as Jeff knows, all you can really do, unless you dabble into the in-game market, is try to get the best of the number pregame that you can and hope that the game works out in your favor. There's just a lot of variance in this business. So you try to limit that variance as much as possible by getting the best of the number, by getting the best of the line that you can, 
And that's what, you know, these new legal jurisdictions allow for because there are so many different sportsbook operators. No, I look, you're you're 100% right. It just, and also, too, you mentioned it, too. If you have options for bonuses, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it's free money. I mean, right. It just, yep. It's as simple as that. Definitely take advantage of that. And uh, and look, uh, you, like you said, most, most books, especially at the newer jurisdictions, basically everywhere but Nevada, you will have, you will have options. Yeah, basically every book is going to be trying to, this is a week you want to get new customers. Mm-hmm. And every book is going to be offering something that's more than likely very good for, for you, the better. Or basically most books. I, there'll be some books that won't, but I would imagine 90% of them will, will come out with the bonuses. Right. No, absolutely. And keep in mind, too. I mean, look, let's say, let's say theoretically your bankroll is $1,000, right? You don't have to put $200 at five different books. You know, you can put 300 at one, 100 at another, 200 at another, something like that to where look at, you know, the offers, look at the different offers that they have. Like I said, there's a book out there, uh, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but there's a book out there. If you search for it, they do no juice on Fridays, right? On the NFL during the NFL regular season. Does it matter for you now? No, but going forward, it absolutely could. The idea of getting even money on every side that you play in the NFL on Friday is a huge, huge potential boost oh, yeah. to your profitability, to your ability to have success with this. So maybe that's a book that you put a little bit more at, you know, maybe there's a great offer at DraftKings this week. You know, maybe that's a book where you kind of look around, you look at the prop offerings and you go, you know what? I want to put a little bit more here than I'm going to put over here. So that's something too, you know, whatever your total bankroll is, you can allocate it accordingly based on what the book has to offer and what you think you're going to be able to take advantage of. You're hundred percent right. And it just, again, uh, also, too, you brought up an important point. Uh, know your bankroll going in. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is blow through more than you can. Right. That's, uh, that's one thing to definitely be careful of this week because, the look, there's so many options on these props that before you know it, you could be like, oh, my goodness, I have I have 10. I, I just bet 10 props. I didn't right. need to do that. You just have to, you just have to again, be, be, be cognizant of everything you do, as always in this space. Right, for sure. And and again, because I hate fun, don't load up on the same side of everything. There you know, we go. You, you, you like the Rams. That doesn't mean that you need to bet Stafford over, Akers over, Coop, you know, Cooper Cup touchdowns over, all these kinds of things. Because if your read on the game is wrong, all of a sudden your risk of ruin dramatically increases because you've loaded up everything on the same side. If you like the Rams, then probably Bengals passing overs or receiving yards overs, stuff like that, probably has value because that's the team that'll have to throw in the second half. So when I talk about diversifying your portfolio, I also mean that too. You know, keep in mind that if you load up everything on one side of this game, expecting the Rams to win 31 to 10, that may not happen. And if it doesn't happen, you may end up losing every bet that you placed. So, you know, that's something important to keep in mind too, I think. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. And that is, look, there, there have been Super Bowls in the past where the near wipeout almost happened for me. Mm-hmm. And, Thankfully, there were some other things where I was able to get, in essence, decide I like lost the game, but there were some things on the other side that I took that ended up being okay. Thank you, Stephen Guskowski. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but uh, but look, uh, it just uh, it, it is a fun week. It is a fun week for sure, and there is there are a ton of things to bet on this game, and we're going to be bringing them down all week mm-hmm. here on Veasan, and of course. Our big game coverage uh, starts uh, has already started, but the 56 straight hours of free content on Beeson.com uh, really 
gets going with primetime action on Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Adam, this was a bargain. We got a lot more than we bargained for tonight. We did. It was a great time. Brian Ortega and everybody back there did a phenomenal job as well. Yes, Ortega, we hope Bo Hostler gets home for you. He's Adam Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. This has been VEASAN's Bet Center. The Greg Peterson Experience is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.